Greetings and welcome to EHA Unplugged, the official podcast channel of the European Hematology Association, EHA. This is a special Lighting the Flame edition where we talk to some of our promising and active members in the hematology community. Our guests in this podcast series have volunteered their time to attend and facilitate the Lighting the Flame program where they mentor young trainees and medical students in their field of hematology. In this podcast series, they talk about their experiences in their field and give advice to those who are interested in becoming a hematologist. So sit back and enjoy the podcast. Disclaimer, this interview was recorded outdoors during the Lighting the Flame workshop in Romania in a wonderful location next to the fields and forest. Therefore, you may hear some cricket noises in the background. So welcome to this Lighting the Frame workshop. Uh, I had the pleasure to have an interview with you, Umut, and would you please introduce yourself? Thank you. My name is Umut Yilmaz. I'm uh, from Turkey. I work in Istanbul University, Cerrahpaşa School of Medicine, and I've been uh, working there for almost 10 years now. So you specialize in lymphoma? Well, I'm, I actually take care of all hematology patients, but as, as research, I'm trying to specialize in lymphoma. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should also say who I am. I'm Kirsten Groenberg. I'm professor of hematology from Copenhagen in Denmark. I'm mainly working with MDS, but of course has been trained in all kinds of hematology, and I'm also working uh, in the EHA board. So, but uh, yes, Jill, you are interested in lymphoma. Can you please give a short introduction to what lymphoma is? Uh, I try to describe uh, how lymphoma is set apart from other malignancies like solid organ tumors and, and leukemia and myeloma. What sets lymphoma apart and why uh, is this organized in, in a different uh, separate group? Mm -hmm. I try to describe this. And also as an active malignancy that doesn't always require treatment is a unique feature of lymphoma. Almost no other uh, group of diseases have this feature. And I try to explain the, uh, when and how uh, lymphoma should be treated and uh, what happens that we have to intervene with therapy in, in lymphoma patients. Yeah, because it's, they're, very, they're very different lymphoma. I mean, can you just, the, bit, the picture of lymphoma, what is it like? I mean, uh, I try to separate lymphoma into two, not like pathologists do with Hodgkin and non-Hodgkin. I try to separate it high grade and low grade and High-grade lymphomas almost always require treatment and the aim is always cure. Whereas with low-grade lymphomas, you try to control the disease. Of course, obviously, when you have to treat, you try to get, again, complete remission. But the main aim is to control the disease and preserve the quality of life, as well as uh, preserving, uh, uh, at least delaying mortality. So I think we were actually touching up this uh, on this earlier today. So so will you say then that at the uh, the low-grade lymphoma is more like a chronic disease. Yes. Yeah. So, so that can be comparable to 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 many others. So, how long time can you live with a low-grade lymphoma? It of course depends on which low-grade lymphoma it is, but in in most cases, uh, the aim is to get a near normal life expectancy comparable to the general population, or at, at least somewhat similar. What is it that you find so fascinating with lymphoma? Why, where do you want? Where are you putting your main effort in lymphoma for research and yeah right now it's more clinical of course yeah. but as i hope i hope as i become more senior and i try to uh, be involved more with clinical trials mm -hmm. that's my aim 
There's so many clinical trials on lymphoma, right? Yes, so there are so many new drugs yeah, and yeah. new combinations are going on, and it's a very exciting field at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So can you maybe elaborate a little bit on some of them? Are there some that you find particularly interesting for? I think that's, uh, that answer would be the same for anyone interested in lymphoma because of the new uh, developments with uh, immunotherapy in, in both bispecific drugs and uh, CAR T cells involving the uh, immune system to get eliminate uh, lymphoma. It's the most exciting uh, subject right now and almost all uh, research is going on around is this topic. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so do you think this is something that we in the future will see being used up front or? Yeah. It, it is going on yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, by specifics are trying to be incorporated into first line treatment. And that's in clinical trials, yeah, right? The yeah, clin yeah, clinical yeah. trials, and we are very excited to see how these will end up. Yeah, yeah, sounds really interesting. And and have you thought about you know so 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 if bispecifics becomes you know so so will that be the first choice or will the CAR T be the first choice or will somebody something else be the first choice? You think? I don't think something else will be the first choice in the near future. I think it's one either of these two modalities, but the main barrier and the main challenge appears to be financial. Yeah. Because our shop has been successful for such a long time in both diffuse large B cell lymphoma and also in, in low grade tumors. And its cost is uh, acceptable in most countries and almost for example, for diffuse large B cell lymphoma, 60 to 70% of patients are cured with, with this combination. And if you add a very expensive drug to this combination, for at least 60 to 70% of the population, you will spend incredible amount of money yeah. without any real benefit. Yeah. It will benefit, obviously, the ones that uh, do not do well with uh, our shop. And, 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 and do we have any way to select those that benefit and those that don't benefit? Of course, there are uh, <laughs> there are ways, but yeah, yeah. The, the recent uh, clustering of diffuse large B cell lymphoma, I think, is very exciting. The two clusters with good prognosis and, and the other three have uh, intermediate to worse prognosis. That will probably develop and allow us to maybe uh, select the, the poor patients for these more expensive mm. uh, treatments to balance this uh, financial toxicity. Yeah, because I, I guess that will be one way at least to come yeah, around some of the financial issues yeah. that we can better predict. So that's a good research yeah. question. Yeah. Now, if you, are the, if you are a young hematologist that is interested in lymphoma, what would you advise them to, to do? Um, as a clinician, mm. I would, uh, for me, what I did was I looked at older, old patient files that our professors treated before me, and I tried to uh, really uh, expand my experience in a very short amount of time. Oh, nice. So I took patient files and looked at uh, what my professors did with these patients. And you were already working in the department? Yes, so, yeah, yes. Yeah, while yeah. I was working, while I was treating yeah. lymphoma patients, I was also taking the files that came for control, uh, uh, like five years after their treatment. Yeah. I took their patient files, I investigated them, I looked at how the side effects were managed by, by my uh, professors and how uh, the responses were uh, considered. And I, I think I 
developed maybe three, four years of experience within the within six months with this effort. That's a great idea. I, I haven't heard any, I haven't seen anyone doing that in my department, but, but I think it's a great idea actually. I, I got this advice from uh, an oncology uh, fellow when I was an internal medicine uh, resident, mm -hmm. uh, maybe six, seven years ago. I got that advice from him. Uh, he told me that he always took uh, patient files home and I, I went with his advice and I'm very happy that I did. Yeah. I'm sure that must have given you a great background. Yes. But and, and how how is it how easy is it to get into hematology into a, a good department with lymphoma? You know, if you want, if you're a young doctor mm -hmm. and want to, uh, what, what would you advise them to do? I, it probably is different in every country. Yeah, in Turkey, it's actually quite difficult to to get into. That's what I yeah, experienced to become too. Yeah, a hematologist yeah. because you first after finishing medical school, which is six years and almost everywhere. You have to be accepted to a good internal medicine program following a national exam. And that takes almost five years to complete. And after finishing internal medicine, so you're almost 30 years of age, you have to take another national exam and you have to do well and to get into a good hematology program in a, in a large city like Istanbul or Ankara in, in, in Turkey. So, and that takes three years to finish. And after that, there is some sort of obligatory duty that you have to do in Turkey, which is just about a year and a year and a half. So you're all already 34, 35 years of age, even if everything went smoothly. And, and then after that, if you want to do a PhD, it's only after yeah, that. Yeah, only yeah, after yeah, that. yeah. So that's Sounds like the Danish system in many yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. So but, you have to be really dedicated and yeah. committed uh, in Turkey, but I hear in other some other European countries, it's you, you can uh, get into hematology at an earlier part yeah. in your career. I, I think one problem could be that, you know, if you only meet these patients at a very late stage in your mm -hmm. career, I mean, you could be quite um, surprised or maybe scared even <laughs> from the, I mean, some of the challenges that are with these patients. Could you try to, to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, it's not exactly, at least in Turkey, while you are an internal medicine resident, we have almost one year of hematology Okay, rotation. so they will see them there. So, yeah. yeah, my first hematology, I took care of my first hematology patient when I was 25. Mm. So oh, good. very early in my uh, as, as a career as a physician. So, uh, and I have taken lots of care of, taken care of lots of endocrinology patients, rheumatology patients. Uh, so I'm also, I have a decent experience in all these fields. But that is also important because what happens to our patients is they get a lot of different, yes. you know, complications. Uh, it helps, it, it definitely helps because I don't need to consult no. for uh, hormonal diseases no. and also in GVHD. GVHD is basically a, almost a rheumatological disease. Exactly, yeah. And uh, in Turkey, we most hematologists have a very good amount of rheumatology experience and, and experience with immunosuppressive drugs. That GVHD, managing GVHD is a little easier for us, uh, at least at the start. So, so it sounds like you get a very thorough clinical education, but what about research? Is how, how easy is it to get into research and uh, get involved? Yeah. It, I find it hard yeah. <laughs> and, and I find it's only realistically possible after. Yeah, uh, after the, after yeah, because there's no time really, uh, right, yeah. Because residency is, is a full-time job, it's not, I have done some research during residency, but nothing big. No, no. Nothing, it's, it's a very good impact. Uh, yeah. So it, it takes time. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's to get to that in Turkey, if it's mm-hmm. that way. But still, you think that lymphoma is something a young hematologist should go for, right? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> because of it's, all the it's very exciting, and um, also about lymphoma. When you look at the past, uh, the medical uh, science has developed incredibly well, and yeah. we can be very proud of, yeah. of the developments before us, with, from maybe 1980 to, to today. Exactly. When I became a doctor, it was much more difficult to treat, I remember, yeah. Before our, before, yeah. yeah. And these developments saved or improved the lives of so many lymphoma patients, yeah. and it's almost unprecedented in when you compare it to other fields of medicine. Sure. Other fields of hematology uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, and the good thing is that this speed, this very rapid development is also uh, ongoing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's still getting better, it's right? It's still exciting yeah. that uh, when you see the developments, the improvements from the past to today, and you can vision that it's going on and it will be even better mm-hmm. uh, in the future. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to work with a bright, forward-moving field, I think uh, it's a good idea to go into lymphoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll say thank you, Sir Limit, for a very nice interview. Thank, thank you. you.